not going to act like I'm some kind of great goalie in Rocket League, but uh, right. at least I can admit when I'm wrong, which I think is a great virtue, you know? That's true. So anyway, I was still in these lounge chairs. I know how you feel. <laughs> Actually killed his best friend. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I was like, I'm talking about a lizard, man. Tricked some guys into blowing him, I guess. And then like, the whole thing sounds like a bad time. Right. There it is. Right. Well, that's a good place to start. All right. Actually, right there. Uh, welcome to the next episode of Discoursers. Today's guest is William, the Bills lover, Bowler. <laughs> Otherwise known as Bill. <laughs> I usually started out with uh, a couple of rules. Okay. They're just discourse rules because the whole thing's about discoursing. Yeah. Discourser. All right, so rule number one, keep it civil. Let's both get out of here in one piece. We're not going to have a problem with that. If you're a libertarian, you don't care what happens. <laughs> uh, two, if one, is if one is offended, aggravated, they ask the other person to explain. Again, libertarian. Uh, only interrupt if... Uh, this is kind of a, a weird one that I put in. Uh, only interrupt if the other person is exhausting an answer, on and on, grandstanding, blah, blah, gotcha. blah. They're actually saying something interesting. Just kind of hold it and whatever. I'll do my best, but you know me. Sometimes I love side it's, stories. You know what? These rules are made to be broken. Rules are made to be broken. <laughs> this is called Discourses Rebel Edition. Ooh. Uh, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, number four, be yourself. That's who I want to meet. Okay. Oh, Perfect. I can yeah. do that. Right here in the heart. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I got the talk or listen. There's really only like you know one of two, one of those two things, unless you have a really, really good joke. Then, then, then you can interrupt at any time. I don't think we'll have one of those for me, but this is. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll see. Well, I don't know. You got a few. All right, Bill, mm -hmm. owner of the Midtown Cava Lounge. Oh yeah, North Florida Cava. Yeah. And it's a proper name. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. North Florida Cava. So that way you can franchise out. Yeah, yeah. Later. If I want to do something else, yeah, I could be able to like go to Jacksonville and make a different midtown cava lounge or uptown cava lounge or whatever. Is that technically North Florida though? See uh, sorta, who knows? Uh but I can always amend it and be like, now we're just Florida Cava. <laughs> True. North mid Florida. Yeah. North Dash Mid. And then once we get to Key West, we'll just have all of Florida then. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Florida Cava. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Florida Cava. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I think uh, I've had uh, from, from the Cava Lounge all upside roll bit odd for the first two. We're not going to go into that. That's a whole fucking thing. But uh, I also laid on him, uh, this is mostly for the people at home mm -hmm. in the back seats, uh, is that. What a dope place. Yeah. Seriously. It's a fucking... Yes. Midtown Cava Lounge in Tallahassee, Florida is a dope place. I've been going there for what? Two years? Two years, yeah. It's about two years now? Open for a little bit over two years. Yeah. yeah. I was there a couple months yeah. after you guys started. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, Crazy Chandler uh, <laughs> fucking yeah. showed it to me. <laughs> and uh, He did some good things. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Met, I met Harrison at Evie from him, you know. True. So that was cool. True. You know. Yeah. Uh, but I've had... Uh, not only an immense amount of fucking fun, mm -hmm. not only with the, the the comedy shows that we've done there, which I'm now running over there to check it out. Uh, <laughs> Nepotism, dude. I haven't given it to you, you know. Right. The good old boy club. Yeah, yeah, yeah of yeah. course. Cronyism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? That's the kind of culture we want to instill, you know. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Crony capitalism at its best. Uh, yeah, I uh, met great friends there, mm -hmm. obviously. 
Yeah. Uh, wow, just a fucking fantastic place. Just just in general. And what why did you why did you start it? What was what was the, the, the whole point from the beginning? So my whole thing was after uh, I got back from this deployment, right? And I've told you about it many times. You know, you know what happened uh, at a very high level, and it became abundantly apparent apparent to me that if I didn't start saving money and make my own business, I'd be sunk because nobody's gonna hire me. You know, uh, I can I can't remember stuff. Uh, <laughs> I get confused very easily. Sometimes I'll say something and it's like not what I'm thinking in my head and I can't get it out. You know, sometimes I feel like I had a, a, a stroke at sometimes, you know. Uh, and no disrespect, I'm not trying to compare that exactly. I'm just saying it feels what people have said is a, a stroke's like. So I was like, well, I'm just going to start saving money. And I knew a few other people that would be like into it. So I was like... Uh, hey guys, you know, you guys want to make some money, let's get together and let's just start saving money. So that's when I made my first holdings company uh, with the previous owner that you know well mm -hmm. uh, and another individual, Brett Brenham. And uh, all we did was just save money. That's all we did. And I would invest it. I'd put it here, i put it there. We made some, some money. And then we're like, we're just waiting to see what we can invest in. You know, or not stock market wise, but like, Brick and mortar kind of stuff, you know. So after Roman got here, he's like, hey, there's this Kava and Kratom stuff. Have you ever heard of him? I'm like, no, I don't know anything about it. And uh, I tried some of it, and I was like, wow, it, it really blew me away. Uh, at the time, I was on a ton of medications, you know. I, w I was taking, like, nine medications a day, not all for mental health issues, but... Uh, the majority of it uh, was. So it just helped me out so much. And once Roman told me about it, I was like, shit, dude, why don't we, why don't we make one? Or actually, I think he brought the idea up to me, and I was like, that's great. I, I really wanted to show this great alternative medicine uh, uh, to everyone and share it with them, you know? And uh, we never were getting into the, uh, the, the company thinking we were going to be millionaires or this or that right, we, we wanted to right. do the right thing it's a very yeah. niche crowd so you're not going to yeah. get a massive crowd yeah coming yeah in. you'd really have to make a lot of chains if you're in it for right. just bottom dollar uh uh so that's why i started it but i mean once i got here and met the community and just met so many people that were similar to me you know uh other disabled vets other people with issues uh other people want to network, other people want to invest, other people want to do this or that. And it was just like, man, just about everybody that walks through this door is like somebody I'd love to hang out with, you know? Right. So it turned into this great thing where it's like, this is phenomenal. We can all come here and uh, and during COVID, you know, work from home kind of thing. People come in and you get to hang out with your, 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 your friends all day, you know? So uh, I really couldn't ask for more. Yeah. Indeed, yeah, that's that's yeah. the pinnacle of yeah, yeah, owning a business that you love the people, you love the business, you love the, the what you're selling. Yeah, fuck yeah, definitely, definitely. That's literally the definition of like ethical yeah. business. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, uh, and a, and a, a great part of this is due to uh, the VA disability. Like I get mm. a, a check every month from that, which I'm a very appreciative for. 
And uh, it allows me to pursue a venture like that or another venture because I have that backup safety net mm-hmm. and I can keep stuff low, uh, uh, prices low, compete on you know the low price. And I can just do what I, I want, really, with my life, you know? And they, they know, they give you the disability, and you have a business. Yes. Like, they know, yes. That, oh, okay, I'm gotcha. allowed to have okay. a, a business and be disabled uh, up to 90%. Gotcha. So I'm, I'm currently at 80%, but I'm not, everybody's telling me to go up, you know, you are messed up and all this stuff. But honestly, I don't want to take more money from if I, if I don't need it. You right. know what I mean? If I didn't have the business, if I didn't have... Uh, uh, the other holdings company, if I didn't have that stuff going on, yeah, I would go up and try to be 100% so mm-hmm. I could live, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and uh, have enough have enough money to actually live your life. Uh, but it's to help you out, not to hustle. Yeah. Not to hustle the government. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. And I know people that do that, and mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's kind of disgusting to me uh, that they would overdo it. Like, some people are like, oh, I'll have back pain. I'll just say I have back pain. It's like, dude, Mm-hmm. We all know you don't have back pain, buddy. You know, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it, it takes away from people that need it, and it makes the it, it makes the application process harder for others and more stringent, and you're hurting people that actually uh, need the compensation. <coughs> Indeed, and making the the application pace uh, application process longer. Yeah, as yeah, well. Definitely, definitely, because you're just crowding up with these. Uh, some of these are just f- fake, you know. Mm-hmm. They're they're just just gumming up the works when there's people <coughs> who are fighting for their hundred percent door to upgrade what they're doing, and uh, they can't get it because of these 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 individuals, you know. Mm-hmm. Or as soon as they need it, and we're talking people that are going to be like evicted, you know, and they're they're work- looking forward to that back pay and that continued pay so they can pay their car, uh, their insurance, the the rent or the mortgage kind right. of stuff. So, Indeed. yeah, that stuff, uh, just an absolute uh, story that they tell, it just makes me sick, you know, with this for the free money. Right. Yeah, I'm assuming that a lot of vets, they just, just like, automatically tell you that. Mm-hmm. They don't really hide it. They just, like, yeah. say it to other vets. They're like, yeah, I'm doing this. Yeah, I'm hustling like this. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah. I don't want to yeah, hear that. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. want to hear it. I mean, it is like a, a, a club afterwards. I mean, like, even when you're in, you know, because, I mean, those are your boys. That's all you got. Right. Even when I was stationed overseas, and not I'm not talking about a deployment, but just being overseas, it's like at the end of the day, especially if you're in a country that doesn't speak English, we're all we got pretty much. Right. You know right. what I mean? Um, and it's a similar thing when we get out. And uh, I love I love to help individuals uh, get their disability. You know, and I love to help with that. But I will not help somebody defraud anything. Uh, because that's 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 just bullshit, you know. And I think they're they're really forthcoming, like you said, mm-hmm. with this information because we're both vets. You know, you already have that. Uh, I don't know uh, uh, familiarity with the other individual, even if you've never met them. If that makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. indeed. You ever hung out in VFWs, like bars? No, like I'm actually. I'm actually in my. I have a card from USAA, and all the all the points and stuff go to donate to the VFW. So okay. I'm thinking about joining it though, because uh, it's always been a dream of mine. And uh, you get a brick uh, at the main one. I forget where it is, and you you're able to like go visit your brick, and it'll be like, oh yeah, uh, uh, William Bowler or Staff Sergeant William Bowler, uh, Operation Enduring Freedom, Horn of Africa. And I like that's kind of cool, you know. Indeed, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Staff sergeant. I didn't know you were a staff sergeant. Yeah, I got out when I was a staff sergeant, and it's kind of funny because I was, <laughs> I got so close to becoming a technical sergeant, which is right above staff in the uh, Air Force. Is it a huge jump? Is that like to officer or anything, or just like still? No, you're officer? still a non-commissioned officer. The mm-hmm. only way to be an officer is to go through um, uh, officer uh, candidate school. Mm. So you go through that, you get your commission, and then. You know, you're above every enlisted person then. Right. You know, yeah. it's kind of wild. Uh, but uh, I, it turns out, like, in the Air Force, you test, right, for your ranks. So I took the test, didn't study it at all, because I'm like, I'm getting out, man. I, like, my, my mental health and even some parts of me physically are going, like, my shoulder. I just uh, broke my finger during PT. Uh, and it was just a, a whole thing. Test scores come back. I missed that by one full point. Now, mm. granted, I would have had to get, I think it's like two questions right, two more questions right, because the point system's a little bit different. It goes into your enlisted performance reports, like, hey, how are you doing this whole time? And they rate you. Mm-hmm. And then that's taken into account with uh, your, 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 your book testing. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, if I would have studied for like 15 minutes, I probably would have got out as a tech sergeant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nice. Uh, was there any particular reason you got out? Was it just like you felt like it was just time? You were just burnt? Uh, so I actually did want to stay in. And I even was going to extend my contract. Uh, not re-enlist. I was going to extend my contract. Wait, what's the difference? So the, the difference is if you re-enlist, uh, you get bonuses or whatever comes with that re-enlistment. And mm-hmm. it's like from anywhere from four to I think you can get up to like 10 years or something if, you, if you're re-enlisting for the second time. So, uh, if you extend your contract, it's usually when there was no bonuses. Mm-hmm. So there's no bonuses for my career, career field, even though it's critically manned. So everybody's like, "Oh, just extend it." That way, when they have the reenlistment bonuses, you can you can grab them. You know. Mm-hmm. So I filled it out for the extension, and uh, after the deployment, I had. I was diagnosed with, uh, well, not at the time. I am now because I had a good VA doctor, but I had PTSD. And anybody looking at me would have known that, you know. And it got untreated for so long that one of the theories is that it, it, it turned into bipolar disorder. Hmm. Yeah, which it was very interesting to, to read. And uh, it was just weighing a heavy toll on me. And they were like, towards the end of my uh, enlistment, I wasn't getting the help they needed. They're like telling me all this stuff. Like they they brought a, a a colonel in who was a psychiatrist, and he sat me down. He's like, none of these pills work. This stuff doesn't work. I mean, I'm but I'm like I'm on it. It seems like they work, you know. And uh, he's like, we're gonna take you off all these, and uh, we're gonna try to do deep breathing, meditation, progressive muscle relaxation, all this stuff. Which don't get me wrong, that stuff works. Mm-hmm. But I still needed the medicine. Right. So I stopped taking the medicine and I got like awful withdrawals. And like they mm. did tell me to taper off, but they never gave me any instructions. You know? That's right. You, you were on benzos. Yes. Too, I right? was on benzos. Was, have the benzos are actually worse than heroin. Yes. Yeah, because it. it can actually kill you. Yeah. 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 So uh, they were giving me these other things, though. I think it was called Remeron or Mirtazapine. And I don't know. There was, there was a ton of them. And uh, they're like a taper off. So then I try to taper off by myself, but I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. You know what I mean? And I'm like, should I call somebody? Should I do this? So I just took like a half a pill one day, 
Then I took like a quarter of a pill the next day, and then I took like the littlest amount the next day, mm-hmm. you know. And dude, I could not sleep at all. Like I was up uh, for like over forty eight hours at a time. I just couldn't sleep, you know. Uh, and I started hallucinating. Uh, yeah, it was it was getting kind of crazy when I was getting off this stuff. I was seeing stuff like moving and like like the carpet looked like, and I was I wasn't taking psychedelic drugs to achieve this effect. Uh, I think possibly what happened was I got off the taper too fast, mm. you know. But I didn't I didn't know what to do, and I don't want to go back to this doctor who just like reamed me out, you know. And I I understand you guys are frustrated. You guys don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on either, and I feel like I'm dying every day because I'm having these panic attacks. And if I hear people speaking in a foreign language, I get all crazy you know i can't even watch movies about war if i see shots and all this stuff going on it gets me crazy loud noise <coughs> and all this stuff um so going back to why i got out was it was just like i i can't do this you know i have right. to uh it was i was like should i try to get uh uh medically separated but i was almost already out so my buddy told me that you can apply through the va to get like a sort of pension you know or compensation and I was like, okay, cool. That's, you know what, that's what I'm going to do because this military stuff is just not working. And I was great in my career field. You know, I, I, I had two medals of merit. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I really did. Or, excuse me, I, I had, I, and I had Sorry, a, I'm killing you. Know, you're all good. <laughs> I just and I had a, down. okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. And I had an accommodation medal, which is uh, uh, great. You know, uh, I was doing big things for the base. You know, but they could not just help me medically. I think it was easier for them to give up than to keep me in kind of thing. Right. Now, if I would have signed up, they would have let me stay in. I think they would have just abandoned me, dude. I don't know. Where, I might be dead now. Man, right. You know, because at some points, and I'm not trying to make this super dark, but it's like, I don't want to die. But like living like this is just like I'm trapped inside a prison in my head. And... I just, like, if I feel anxious all the time or then I feel depressed all the time, it's like, what the hell? And there's people around me. Like, my wife is so sweet and helps me. Shout out to Nelly. She's she's, great. She's so great. And she understands all this stuff. She doesn't have it. I've never met a woman more understanding uh, uh, than her. But, like, I felt like I was such a burden on her. felt like I was a burden on my family because my dad doesn't understand this stuff. He was born in the 50s. Uh, My mom tries but like she does her best you know what i mean this is it's not the level of of support that would be optimal but she's she does a good job uh and i just felt like this about all these things and i'm like you know what let's just get out of the military you know we're going to we're going to start a business and we're going to uh just do our best and hopefully i get the the va compensation so i can live you know right. <laughs> yeah yeah, I kind of wish I would have got compensation after I quit being EMT. Uh, well, that kind of would have been great. Well, this is the but. this is the crazy thing is people. I'll tell people about this and I'll tell people about uh, disabilities and they're like, "Oh man, that's great that you have it." Well, I'm like, "Yeah, that's great, but it's also awful that we don't give other not even just career fields, we don't give individuals in this country a a, a way of compensation. You don't have to be in the military to get PTSD. You know, I'm sure there's People walk in the streets who've seen worse things than I've seen, mm-hmm. uh, and they do they deserve something? Yeah, because it affects your life. You know, if we had some kind of a scale. Now, granted, 
government program. We have to have Overwatch, and you know there'd be people opening us up uh, uh, or, or trying to try to break it. Mm-hmm. Luckily, most individuals in the military, at least the Air Force, are pretty honorable. You know, you get those guys who, yeah, are trying to game the system or do this, but most of the guys there, and I think they know that, uh, that's why they can offer something like this. But you got to have some kind of system for the rest of us because uh, I don't know if you want me to say it. or No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I know you've had you you have PTSD yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it's you you've given some of the best parts of yourself, you know, and now you have this mental illness because you were helping people. Mm-hmm. And it's like you I just should... had a night, I just had a nightmare the other night. Yeah, and I just woke up and was like, "Whoa, hold on!" Oh my god, I hate those. You ever yeah. wake up in a panic attack with your just heart racing, it's sweating, per- fucking profusely, dude? Yeah. So. Um, this is an embarrassing story. I might have told you, but just so everybody else knows, I mean, like, uh, I was sweating so hard one night, and this is when me and Nilly just moved in together, and she was, she thought I had wet the bed, because it was, I was sweating so hard. Right. And she goes over to, like, she's pushing me, but I'm not getting out of it. I'm like, I'm like fidgeting, too, you know, and it's like, there's something bad going on. So she comes up, and she's like, doing this with her hands, you know, trying to wake me up, and I just wake up. And I just clocked her, you know? Uh, and I would never, ever do that to... Right. For, first of all, I wouldn't even do that to my friend joking around. You right. know? Like, I wouldn't ever do that to my wife. And it just... Oh, it hurt me so bad. I still feel bad to it this day. I just... I thought she was somebody that was trying to break into the barracks, you know? Mm. And was over me. You know what I mean? And it's just so crazy. The delusions you can get in your mind, you know, and you wake up and you're not really sure what's going on there. I've, and I've never hit anyone, but I've definitely woken up and like bucked up. Yeah, I've bucked up real quick and then looked at him and was like, "All right, yeah, okay, yeah, all right, yeah. all right." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I mean sometimes some of these nightmares, man, they 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 creep into when you wake up. I know that right after you wake up or right before you go to sleep is kind of weird. So like. I woke up from one a few months ago, and this one stuck with me. I mean, you, you know my memory's trash from these mental illnesses. Um, uh, however, I remember this one. So I was, uh, usually there's, I have a few recurring dreams. Uh, this one specifically is one where I'm like in the house or in a barracks, and there's people coming at me, you know what I mean, trying to break in. Because that was one of my fears if, hey, if they flipped one of the Jabushans, the native population, because we knew that Al-Shabaab was there and Boko Haram was there. Right. Uh, they flip one of them, they can just get in your, your clue, your living. Your Both of them groups. Muslim extremists. Yes, groups. yes, yeah. yes. I'm yes. just for the, for the back seats. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, cool. Yeah, so uh, often I'll have dreams, and in this specific one, I was in my bed, and I hear the pounding on the door. You know what I mean? I go to grab my, my, my firearm, but there's no firearm there, and I'm looking for the ammo. And this one's extra fucked because, sorry, I'm getting a little excited just talking about it. Um, Take your time. Uh, I, I I was looking around for the ammo, and then I, like, woke up inside another dream. But I didn't know it was a dream at the time. I'm like, oh, good. I'm like, the people are still trying to break in, though. And I go and reach for my uh, my gun, and it's a nice Kimber 1911. Like, shout out to the dreamer. really got that right. Mm-hmm. And I put the gun up to the door, like, the you know, for the intruders coming in. And uh, it started falling apart in my hand. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. But then I, wo- I woke up from that, and I was like, oh, shit. Thank God I didn't have a real gun in my hand when I woke up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, which I don't keep them 
so I could do that just because of an incident like that. I don't want to hit right, right. like that. But then I'm seeing like silhouettes coming into like with face. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I get up and it's like, oh shit, those are dreams. Those are dreams, you know. And I'm shaking. My heart's pounding. And I go into the bathroom, put some cold water on my face, and I can hear Arabic being spoken through the, the vents. And I lived in a, a apartment at the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, listen to the vents and shit. And my wife has gotten up by this point. She's like, really, what's going on? And I'm just like, baby, they're, they're speaking Arabic in the vents. You know? And she's like, no, they're not. Which, they speak the, uh, like a, uh, not Arabic, but some dialect in, in Djibouti. You know what I mean? It's just like, I guess my brain is just saying, like, hey, it's time to be scared. So let's use what we've heard more. You right, know? right. Uh, uh, and then all of a sudden, it starts going away and going away. And I'm like, holy shit, man. I got a real fucking problem here. You know, well, that's not the first time that's happened. I had one uh, in my house where uh, I was being surrounded. Uh, the dream, the nightmare is I was being surrounded somewhere. You know, it's, it's a lot of those one right, type things. Right. And I wake up and I'm like, holy shit. I go and grab my AR-15 and I'm like, God, there's people. And for some reason, I thought there's people all around the outside uh, of my house. And I'm out there with the light on, with the gun in my hand. And I'm just like. Oh, shit, dude, this is just dream shit, man. It's it's so crazy how it can take over your brain even when you're awake, and you do these things, you know. I get uh, whatever I hear a siren, if it's really close, mm-hmm. especially in a wide open space where I can really hear it. Yeah, I don't I don't know if you ever noticed me at the Cabo Bar, but I definitely got to bear down. Like mm-hmm. it's like a like I'll start grabbing something and That's, really white knuckling. I did not know it was for a siren. Yeah, uh, sirens if. Uh, Something sounds a little too hollow to be a firework, yeah. and it's pretty close. Which I've lived in some bad neighborhoods, so I've kind of gotten more used to it. But I think I it, lost the vape. It's still that's uh, right between your legs. Uh, yeah. Just and uh, yeah, dude, it's it's weird shit like that. Or if I hear a car wreck, and it can be a minor car wreck, it's just that slight shatter of glass and the bend of metal, and I immediately like pop up and. Like all emotion drains out of me, and I go, yeah. "Time to work. Mm-hmm. Time to work. Cut the shit. There's no bullshitting around. Go do what you got to do." And so mm-hmm. I run to wherever it is. I don't know if you've ever seen me do that, but I fucking run to wherever I hear the sound. And most of the time, it's nothing. It's just like fender bender. And but are you going there to help, or are you just so programmed to do that that you got to uh, feel a need? It's a little of both, because I do want to help. Uh, I know I'm gonna be fucking trash for like two weeks after if it yeah. is a bad wreck. And I have to go over there and help. My mind's going to be fucked for like mm-hmm. a good two weeks. Probably won't even leave my house. Yeah. But especially if it's bloody and fucking somebody dies mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, yeah. you probably won't see yeah. me for a while. Yeah. Uh, and understandably so. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's, that's, yeah, it's wild. I mean, this is why we have to have disability for individuals in these other career fields. Because, like, you probably see where shit is the... I mean, it's also dangerous. Sometimes there's dangerous situations where you could get shot or stabbed. I've been chased around a fucking ambulance by a fucking schizophrenic dude who was like 6'6". Just jacked. This guy was fucking jacked. No shirt on, came out. Mm -hmm. We show up. As soon as I'm walking up to the door, me and my partner, and this guy, I might have told some podcast before, but whatever, I'm telling you. (laughs) Um, And he comes fucking running out of the house because he had called because he was like going to kill himself or something. Yeah. And he said he didn't really have a weapon, but he comes out with a big ass fucking kitchen knife, like butcher knife type thing, oh. and fucking starts running toward us, and he's sweating, just this big ripped oh, dude. Shit. And I was like, "Fuck that shit!" And we both started running. My partner was behind me, and she's like a 
like five four five mm-hmm. you know not, not uh, about five four somewhere around that yeah, yeah. so she and, could have uh, took him yeah exactly yeah. I was gonna hey, you handle this yeah. <laughs> and then I tripped her and then <laughs> but that's how you're supposed to get away from a bear that's good. right that's exactly good. Yeah. Yeah. sharks bears works for yeah. everything you right. know wolverines <laughs> Tasmanian devils yeah. you know yeah. uh, but so she was behind me so she's closer to the truck she starts running to the truck this guy can run like a motherfucker and I got a jump bag on and well, everything. You don't know if he's on drugs too. I mean, it could be. He's on. He's on something. Whether it be, I know he was schizophrenic. Schizophrenia and drugs are just a recipe for success. My I mean, guess, yeah. Shit. My guess, cocaine from the sweating and oh, everything. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. really know, but yeah, she was behind me. And by the time I got to the door, mm-hmm. my partner closed the door with oh, me on the outside of it God. because the guy was so close. Which I understand so now. So you think that was a that was a good move? That was definitely a good move. Okay, I understand okay. it now. At the time, I was pissed. Yeah. I didn't understand it then. I was mm-hmm. like, "Fuck you!" Yeah. And fucking, so we we're like running around the ambulance. Oh. Like literally, God. he's we're chasing around the ambulance. He's chasing me around the fucking ambulance. Were you trying to talk fucking, to him? What's going on? Yeah. Like, yeah. I would just like scream him behind me. I was like, "What's going on, man? What's the thing? Like, why are you fucking? What? What did I do? What did I do? And I guess he was having some delu- some illusions or delusions yeah, or whatever yeah. in his head and thought I was something else. I don't really know. Uniform. Because we had to wear, like, crisp white shirts. And, yeah. like, we look kind of coppish. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Gotcha. But, yeah. Uh, fucking ended up the cops. I'm on my radio, of course. And my partner's on the radio. Like, yo, we need PD fucking now. Yeah, yeah. And fucking cops reel up. Just, Fucking, I start running toward him, mm-hmm. and they go, drop! And I fucking dropped, and they lit this dude up with two different tasers. Just, boom! <laughs> and he hit the fucking ground, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing they were there, man. Did yeah. they always come to the suicide? Uh, well, if someone's saying that they want to commit suicide, but they don't really have a plan, a lot of times, most of the times, cop will show up, but not all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, if they have a weapon, on the other hand, in the house, they say, I got a gun, or whatever, cops show up first. Okay. If they say, I feel like I want to hurt myself, or I want to hurt other people, yeah. cops show up. Okay. So it's like a weird situation. Can you carry? Uh, no. No. You cannot carry, you cannot carry a taser, you cannot carry mace, you cannot carry anything. That's... And you have to buy your own bulletproof vest, or like knife-proof vest, or whatever, which I didn't do. So. <laughs> Another good idea, right? Yeah, exactly. That's that's crazy. They won't let you carry. Uh, I understand not carrying a knife because if you don't know how to use a knife, that's that's gonna get turned around on you. I mean, same thing with a gun. Well, you can carry you can carry a pocket knife. But that's even that's like worse. Most people don't know how to knife fight. You know, you True. you bring out a knife with somebody's bigger than you, it's gonna get turned around on you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I've uh, seen big dudes get stabbed thirty times and keep going. Yeah, like there, there's no like unless you cut somebody's throat. Or like a major, major artery, and then you mm-hmm. wear them down after that, you're not going to take somebody down. Dude, I just, I don't see a lot of uh, career fields where you shouldn't be able to carry. You know, if you're if you're trained, that you can do it, like, uh, yeah, anybody should be able to buy a gun, but, uh, uh, except for, you know, mentally health and, and, right. and uh, history violent felonies. History of violence, violence. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, if you're, if you're trained in everything... I think you need it, like just in case, because yes, this person's life's important. That's why you're there, but you shouldn't have to sacrifice your life to put somebody in the hospital that might not get better. You know, right? Uh, do everything. Life is precious. I I just don't see why they wouldn't let you carry some kind of defense just in case. I think it's CYA shit. It's cover your ass. 
That's for the, for the company. Yeah, for the company. For the company. For the hospital, whatever you work for. It's def- It's all CYA. Uh, so, so fuck your employees. Yeah. I just got to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's so Yeah. Nice. I knew a guy once that got in trouble for hitting somebody with an oxygen tank, uh, but the dude was attacking him. And they were like, well, you could have used other means. And I was back. I ran back up on that one. We had just pulled up, and I saw them tussling in the back yeah. of the ambulance. And I saw him grab the portable fucking oxygen tank like a bat. And just swat this dude down. Donk! I heard it from like 50 feet away. <laughs> Boom! This dude hit the fucking ground. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah, but you you should be able to do that. You're not using <coughs> excessive force. You're not going out looking for trouble. You know how cops patrol. We'll get to that later. Yeah. But um, you're, you're not there looking for You're trying to help somebody. Right. And, and, and they're attacking you. But you got to protect your own interests first if you're the EMT, you know? Yeah. Uh, and the thing respect. is, they hang, they hammer in your head when you're taking the EMT test. Is personal safety first? Mm-hmm. Is the scene safe? Yeah. They hammer that into your head over and over and over yeah. again because you can't help anyone. That's what they said when we were learning CPR in the military. Right. They're like, yeah. is the scene safe? Yeah. Pretty... Yeah. You have to always repeat that every fucking yeah. time. Always. Yeah. 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 That's an interesting overlap. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, how can it be See, safe? What the, though? what the fuck is that in your head? Oh, dude. I didn't want you to feel uncomfortable. It looks like you're wearing some sort of French beret or something. So I want to. I gotta take my headphones off for a second here. I hope that's good. Hey, but I have fine. a gun, and I wanted to make sure you could have a gun too. <laughs> so it is loaded. You don't keep a, a, a gun unloaded. You know basic gun safety, right? Right. Just yeah, don't yeah, point yeah. it at me. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. pull the trigger. No worries. So that one's uh, pretty interesting. It's a Taurus curve. Uh, a lot of individuals. I was actually looking getting uh, different Taurus, but. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? yeah. Uh, so a lot of people don't like it. Uh, well, mm. you'll hate it if you're left-handed. But uh, right. it's actually the gun is curved mm-hmm. uh, to fit right here on your uh, hip carry. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm doing right now with the Smith Wesson. My bad. No, you're, good. you're good. So so uh, you see the little clip on the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you literally yeah. don't even need. Uh, well, you should always use a holster just to make sure nothing gets in there. But t- if you take that piece off right there, now it is loaded, so yeah, don't do pull you, the trigger. Do you like just, just uh, pull it right off from the? Just pull it off. Yeah, dude. Ah, okay. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just try not to point it at me because it does have. A... Gotcha. But oh, click, that's a that's a the... that's a nice little little button right well, there. Well, click for that the... button, dude. This button? Yeah. Look at. Oh shit! It's so nice because it's got your laser right in there, and you can have like a bunch oh, of different modes. Oh, light. Yeah. Oh, so shit. Uh, you can actually change that to have like a strobe light or just the light or just the laser. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love that gun. Yeah, uh, this other little finger dip right here is pretty cool too. So you yeah. can kind of keep it right there. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. Yeah, so you can be safe with it, you know, mm-hmm. and just put the. Let me just be safe with that. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully nothing's coming out of there anytime soon. Right, right. <laughs> Wait, which one? Which one? Wait, which one? Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, I dig that. I was actually looking at a uh, Taurus. How much was this one? Oh, shit, dude, I can't remember. Uh, probably around like four hundred bucks. I want to say. That's not bad at all. Yeah. And Taurus see, the cool curve. thing is with that little holster, you can hold on to that, man. I want you to feel safe. I don't yeah. want you to have all the guns, <laughs> dude. I have all the leverage. Uh, but you. I'll just make sure not to piss you off. Don't worry. Like, <laughs> uh, don't worry. I'm a, I'm a pacifist. So right, right, right. Unless I'm threatened, I won't do anything. That's right. You're a, Bo- you're a Buddhist. <laughs> yeah. 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 Actually, speak, actually speaking of that, 
Mm-hmm. I wanted to thank you for uh, this Buddha. I'll put it up for the fucking camera here. Yeah. But if, if you're not listening, to, if you're not watching the video, it's a wooden Buddha that he gave me for the studio that I put right next to my Ganesh. There's actually a little story behind that Buddha, too. Nice. So, uh, after I uh, just saw the horrors of the U.S. military and what we inflict on other countries, uh, I wanted to be a pacifist, you know? Uh, but I'm very loyal, so I was going to finish out my, my enlistment no matter what, mm-hmm. you know, and do that. I made a commitment. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to do it, you know? I don't, I don't want to uh, renege on my, my vow, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, so I became a, a, a pacifist, uh, got into Buddhism, and then uh, luckily I met Nilly, my wife now, and she was a Buddhist. I'm like, oh, this is actually working out perfect, so we can like talk about Buddhism and get it. But uh, uh, I really started hitting it hard when I got here. You know, I had more time. I wasn't at, I was in a real bad place at that point. You know, as I, I went into before. And when she first started talking about it. Where you like, get the fuck out of here. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> fucking mumbo jumbo spiritual. No, because like, I was already looking at it. Oh, okay, gotcha. And I was yeah. kind of like, damn, dude, like, I don't really believe in signs and shit, but if there was one, this is kind of like a sign, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's why I married her. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. When I got here, I was getting really into it, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna make. There's no baptisms in Buddhism. You just gotta be a good person. I'm like, I'm I'm gonna do this, and I got a Buddha tattoo on, on my arm here, and just to remind me, you know, it's not mm-hmm. an idol. Buddhas you might see, they're not idols. At least in my sect of Buddhism, Theravada, uh, they're just there to remind you to walk the path of the Buddha and relax, so I can look over and, and mm-hmm. chill. So our well, used to be my friend, uh, uh, or, or used to be mutual friend, Roman mm-hmm. actually purchased that for me. Oh, right. On. So I hope I hope it's not like a secondhand thing, but uh, well, it's, full, I, it's full circle. Yeah, it's full it, circle. Re- it really is, and uh, he was very uh, good to me. Uh, and I, I don't want to. I, I don't know how much people know, and I don't want to put his business on blast. But he's always very nice to me. He'd blow up from time to time. But who doesn't? We all get agitated and right. You know, uh, we all react different ways. Right. And it takes time to, 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 to move that. But I was so happy because he's like, I'm going over here. Do you want anything? I'm like, yeah, dude, I'll take a Buddha. Like, as a joke, you know? This boy comes back. I don't even know where he got it from. But uh, he managed to grab a Buddha. You know what I mean? But uh, I've always appreciated I still, uh, I still like it. But when we started talking about it, I was like, you know what? I can close that chapter of my life. And, and give the Buddha somebody else and uh, another dear friend, and I'll be able uh, to move on. Could I have moved on if it was still in the house? Yeah, I'm sure. I, I'm sure I could have. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, I just thought it was almost like poetic, I guess. You yeah, know? no, respect. Yeah. respect. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like yeah. it. That's a good thought behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And then I got I got your little Buddha on the Oh, chest, dude, right? I love this Buddha. Yeah, yeah now I'm dual Buddhaing. Right? I got the two <laughs> Buddha chains, man, which I actually. I like this one better because I've always had a, I don't know, it seems like kind of a thing. Like if you're wearing a chain, a gold chain, I'm not trying to be like Mr. Flash, like mm-hmm. two chains or something. If you're doing that, I'm not disrespecting you. Wait, you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to say that you dropped your album yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just think an important part of Buddhism is. Uh, His name does, is Big Dick Bill. That's dude. His rapper name. 
BD Bill. I thought short. it was I thought it was Billy Badass. Dude. Billy Badass. That's Billy it. Badass. Yeah. I'm a Billy Badass. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I just really liked this one because they had the Lotus Leaf, the Dharma Chakra, mm. uh, and the Buddha on it. I'm like, okay, we got all the symbols. And if I'm having a tough, it's like anything else, you know. When you get in a bad spot, you got tunnel vision. Well, I look, I look down, but I like this one better because it's not as flashy, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I like the more uh, ego dissolving, uh, right, uh, aspect of this, where uh, you're not trying to be like Mister Fucking Cool all the time yeah. and all this stuff. Like, I try to keep it the same, like pretty dull. You know what I mean? I wouldn't say it's dull. It's uh, I, mean, I kind of cons- it's conservative jewelry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a, yeah. yeah. I just don't like it to be flashy. You know what I mean? And actually, this one is more kept around just to do this. It's like one of those meditation... Oh, is the prayer beads? It's kind of like... It's not technically prayer beads, but I use them as prayer beads. Okay, okay. I actually really like prayer beads while I meditate because you can count how many times you've had to like bring yourself back from a thought. You know? Mm, Uh, I do a lot of uh, mindfulness meditation, Mm -hmm. just trying to be in the moment as opposed to concentration meditation so if a thought comes to my mind i greet the thought mm-hmm. and then i go to the next thing if it pops up you know right. what i mean but if i get too far off i'm like oh well it's like an uh, uh, was that ab- abacus yeah yeah yeah, abacus, yeah, yeah, yeah. i like yeah. that to see how much i right. I, I, I went uh, over and see if you're making progress you plus know? the counting is a mantra yeah. of sort it mm-hmm. helps to like really focus on just a very simplistic concept yeah, yeah definitely definitely walking is my meditation that's honestly a, a great form of meditation. You know, I've walked you, for. Really I used awesome. to be uh, train hopping around the United States and like hitchhiking yeah. and all this other stuff, which I've said on the podcast. But fuck you, telling him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to hear. Fuck it. you, fuck you, back seats. <laughs> um, yeah, so I would walk for. Uh, man, I've walked for 20, 30 miles mm-hmm. before. Just walk, 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 and I, I, I reached a point to where ten miles would go by, and I didn't. I didn't even know it. Shit, dude. I mean, that's. Yeah. I I could feel it in my leg, the burn in my legs a little bit. But once you walk enough, mm-hmm. once you get used to anything and you build up the muscles, yeah. then you don't really you don't feel it as much. Yeah. So I'd just walk and walk and walk. And I just got a car. What? Six months ago. Yeah. If that. And b- before that, the last car I had, I was. Uh fuck. Uh, like <laughs> thirty. Yeah. So that was a decade ago. Mm-hmm. So I I walked. Three to five miles a day, every day, mm-hmm. for the past decade, at least minimum. That's awesome, dude. That's if I did not have another thing that I need to work on. If you weren't smoking, you'd be ready to be like a marathon runner or something, right. dude. <laughs> I can still do fucking eight, uh, eight and a half minute miles for three, for three only three miles, mind you, mm-hmm. uh, as a as a pack a day smoker. That's that's so. great though. I mean, that's wonderful. Your body's conditioned so well, and uh, yeah, definitely walking meditation helps. I mean, you get through it a lot. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of Ajahn Brahma. I might be mispronouncing mm-hmm. the name. Uh, he's this dude from Australia who became a monk, and he writes fantastic books. And one of them is, I believe it's called uh, Meditation and Bliss Beyond, or, or something like that. You know, I, I forget the exact name. But he goes into the different types of meditation. And how you're saying walking, he would do walking, and he would get so into it that somebody would have to come up to him and like physically grab them to get them out of this stuff because it's like, hey, we got to eat. We only eat twice a day, you know, right, right, kind of right. thing. But when you get to uh, what's called, and I, I know sometimes the the, the, the actual pronunciations, uh, they have an argument the right way to say it, but I, I, I read it as uh, uh, Jaina 
or Jana. What's J A H N A? Yeah, once you reach that state is in meditation. Uh, meditation, excuse me. Uh, you just don't. You're you're gone. You know, it's like a psychedelic trip where you've taken off to have like an ego death kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, I think you'll get much more of the meditation, but if you wanted like a little sneak peek of what you'll get with meditation, take you know three hits of acid or something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah and that yeah. gives you like a little. <laughs> uh, It'll let you know how crazy that ego is. It'll oh, definitely let because if your ego is out of control and you take that shit, you're fucked. You, yeah, you're fucked. Yeah, and you think you can control it. And people mm-hmm. are like, oh, you can control acid. Maybe at lower doses you can, like, uh, a tab- maybe. But if you're three hits in, dude, I'm sorry, you're on the ride, and, like, you might be having crazy anxiety and pain. But if you just let go mm-hmm. and the experience just takes you, you'll feel this overwhelming bliss, and you'll realize nothing nothing matters. You know, at the end of the day, yeah. everything's temporary, and nothing really uh, 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 matters in the long uh, scheme of things, you know? Indeed. Uh, Which is comforting and yet scary at the same time. I, I concur, dude. It's like it's a weird it's, line. Yeah, yeah. It can comfort me, but it also can be like oh shit, dude. I don't know. I'm not I'm not a nihilist, but Why there's like a there's, <laughs> yeah. there's a line between nihilism, I think, and Buddhism. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, uh with that, you know. Uh, yeah, everything's temporary, but don't be an asshole. Help people and shit. You right. Because... In the next life, you'll have to answer for what's going on. And a lot of people don't realize, but your next life could be in heaven or hell. And it's not permanent like... Uh, it's like a probationary Christian, Yeah, yeah. Just the, just the, Even the heavens aren't permanent. So uh, you'll go to those, and then you'll be reborn again on possibly this planet, possibly not. The Buddha goes into how there's universes before this, you know? Is uh, there like a universal heaven and hell, or is it like a personal heaven or hell that's also a debate uh so it depends on the style of buddhism yes yeah and honestly it's a debate within intra-secular you know uh because it's like well you can go through hell right now if you're if you're feeling like shit you're feeling angry you're feeling raged Mm. feels like it sometimes yeah yeah Yeah. and that can be you know temporary uh well it always will be temporary one way or another it's going to end right uh i forgot what i was saying originally though uh, oh, about how it's not forever. So then you'll be reborn. It might not be this world, though. You mm-hmm. know, when the Buddha was looking back at all his, and when I'm talking about Buddha, I'm talking about the most recent Buddha in Theravada, right? Uh, Buddhism, not Laughing Buddha. I know that's the one everybody likes, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm not not speaking on him. Uh, uh, shit. Wait, that, that's, <laughs> that's the one that sat underneath the tree. Yes, yes, he okay. said, and that's where he bailed Mara, which is like the Buddhist devil, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, he sent his three lusty daughters after him, uh, and after meditating, I can see how that could be true, man, because like, I'll be meditating, and then you'll feel that, you know, male urge coming up, and you're like, oh, I could go, like, jack off right now or yeah. something, you know what I mean? Especially when you shut down all mm-hmm. of the higher function, you're left with more of a lizard brain, Yeah, you know, where it pops up, and it's like, fuck things, fuck things, yeah, fuck things, yeah, fuck yeah, things, yeah, fuck yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's crazy. And sometimes I'll think violent thoughts during meditation. It's like, okay, we got to bring ourselves uh, back. So I totally see, especially if you're reaching these jhanas, you know, because uh, they're so much more intense. Like the visuals I've had from meditation are very small, mm-hmm. you know. And honestly, a lot of these visuals, from what Ajahn Brahm said, the the Brahm, uh, the the individual writing the book, um, he said a lot of those can just be distractions. Uh, what you're looking for is just like a clear disc 
and you focus on that. Uh, called a, uh, I'm gonna pronounce it wrong, but it's like a, uh, I think it's nibba, mm-hmm. Nib- nibba or. But uh, I, another thing as a Westerner, it's hard to get all these names right, you know, right, right, right. Uh, uh, and remember. They have them. sounds we don't use. Yes. Ever. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I'm, I'm getting better. I'm, I'm trying my best. But he says that's the only one you should be focusing on. And then that will bring you to different areas. And you'll know when you have satisfied the, the, the nimba or whatever it is mm-hmm. uh, uh, enough because you will have, you will be in another spot, you know, uh, and you can't get out of it. You can't get out of it until somebody like forces you out of it, or you complete your meditation. Oh shit! Yeah, 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 yeah which is pretty wild. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I wow. felt parts of my body disappear before, but uh, never the whole thing. And it's kind of scary, because I'll be doing that. I'll be, like, oh, I'll breathe out, and I'll be like, I don't feel my legs, you know. And it kind of takes me back in the meditation because I'm then I'm thinking these thoughts and getting kind of worried and then you got to, okay, bring yourself back, get there more, get there, you know, mm-hmm. and try to hit that as much. And then once you're comfortable with that, you go to the next phase. So I find myself uh, on the base level of meditation quite a lot, even when I'm around other people, mm-hmm. uh, just, just simply because I feel myself getting too excited, like PTSD wise or, uh, yeah. you know, pain in my past or whatever the fuck it is. And I find myself just kind of sitting there and going, I'm just out of it. Thousand yards yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> just out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's not daydreaming. It's not any of that stuff. It's just blank. And it's kind of nice. But people don't appreciate no. when, you're, when you're talking to them and you just go, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> but it's important to do. I mean, all we have is the present moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, we dwell too much in the past with stuff. Like, I, Today, I was right before meditation, I was thinking something in the shower. And I was just like, oh, man, I wonder how this person's doing. They were like an asshole to me in middle school. All this shit. I'm like, why, right. are, you, yeah. why are you doing this? Did you, did you have a fight in the shower? No, <laughs> no, I didn't go that far. I was just, I was just a thought. Yeah, but oh, no, I've had conversations in the shower. Right, right. To... No, fuck you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fuck you. I think most, most of mine are like these great libertarian political speeches I come up with, you know, and why this would work or why this would work. And I always remember them so well in the shower, and I try to speak about them to other people. I'm like, damn, now there's an audience. Now I'm fucking, now I'm right. fucking it up, dude. Uh, uh, record it. Fuck it. Yeah, I guess. Every, I there's, there's voice recorders on phones. Fuck yeah, it. Yeah, I'll just yeah. video it. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the shower. Got a, got a little sticky suction cup camera yeah. in the shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you listen here. This is why freedom matters. <laughs> <laughs> Taxation is immoral. Yeah, or or I was thinking about um, stuff in the future. I was kind of concerned because uh, Nilly just moved here. And uh, and she's from Morocco? No. Oh, no, no. Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. And then I met her in the UK while I was stationed okay. there. Uh, she was doing her PhD program, you know. Uh, so she's obviously qualified for stuff. And these are the thoughts I got to think, you know. And I know she's concerned too. Uh, but we got keep it's the holiday week, you know. Stuff's not going to be coming right. back to you right away. But it's just something stupid that, you know, I would. It's also normally not the qualifications, it's the sponsorship. Mm-hmm. For the the green card and the visa, like not the visa, but the green card and the citizenship. And oh yeah, yeah, all yeah, that yeah. stuff because yeah. that puts mm-hmm. extra pressure on the business, mm-hmm. things like that. So that I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of times they'll pass somebody with PR by, even though she's great. They right. they might pass her by because they do they might have to do an extra thing, you know. Right, she, doesn't have, right. she doesn't have a social yet. Mm-hmm. She has to get a, she'll get a social with her first 
uh, job. Mm -hmm. So uh, I know they got to do a little something. It's not as bad as when they come here on like a work visa or a temporary visa where they have to apply and keep them going if they want to retain them. Right. Right. So... Uh, Ugh, I just want to fill out this one piece of paperwork. Uh, uh. Uh, it seems to be like that, though, man. Yeah. You know, uh, luckily her her whole thing got expedited though, because uh, of my uh, service connected disabilities. So okay. okay, yeah, so I was able to send in the uh, the VA letter and like just a little snapshot of what was going on and. Uh, we were gonna get like a note from my my doctor, but they're like, "Oh, we don't even need that. This is plenty." So that was good. At least they made that part easy. Okay. Yeah. And then COVID hit. After they expedited it, after they after they expedited it, I mean, it was just like, oh, we were just waiting and waiting and waiting. And then I contacted a congressman, and uh, went to the top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and shout out to uh, Brian Higgins. He's a uh, a uh, Democrat who represents uh, Buff, the city of Buffalo. Because if you look at the congressional lines, it's just carved out for Buffalo. I mean, which makes sense. It's more of a Democrat place where Erie County, where it's located, is more conservative mm-hmm. on the outside. So with that one, they got it right. You're going to represent your constituents as a Democrat. It's kind of like Tallahassee and in in, in here in Florida. Or well, that's New like Orleans. straight up gerrymandering. Yeah. <laughs> or New Orleans and Louisiana. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a little liberal bastion in, yeah. in the whole conservative area. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I would understand it more in like Tallahassee if they made entirety of Tallahassee uh, a congressional district. But mm. the, you see, the one goes into Tallahassee, carves out part of it, and like, dude, from going to my house to going to work, I, I pass through one of the districts, you know, because it's carved right into Tallahassee. Huh. And if you're a, a liberal individual in, Tal- in that part of Tallahassee, like, and most people in the city are, you know, they lean liberal, uh, your representative's not representing your, your, your views. And, I mean, it's not like everybody, they're going to represent 100% any of the time, but right. that looks like a straight-up gerrymander to me. Yeah, you know? yeah, 100%. Yeah. Where what they did with Buffalo and Erie County, I think, was actually kind of nice. I guess you could say it was gerrymandering, but at least you're going to get somebody in there of the party of... The majority of the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ever think uh, you ever think that we're gonna have a libertarian president? Like ever? Man, I hope so. Uh, do I think it's a hundred percent not possible? No, no, especially not. And because uh, a lot of people are realizing now that we got more than two choices. You know, and you don't have to do this. I think a lot of people didn't uh, stay on the track for that because. Everybody wanted Trump gone or Trump in. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, but in 2016, we saw a great number of individuals voting third party because mm-hmm. we didn't have two great candidates, you know? And I love that, you know? If, if we could have got one state and it was like a closer match, obviously we couldn't have done that because Trump took a bunch of the uh, uh, larger swing states. Uh, but if it was like neck and neck and one of them takes... Uh, New Mexico, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that could stop anybody. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> or let's say we flip California or Florida or, or Texas, yeah, and then nobody will reach 270. And then mm-hmm. it's up to the uh, constituents to vote. And then we can like go outside and protest. and be. I think that's the best way right now for a libertarian to get in there. Would Congress do it? 
probably not. We got Mitch McConnell. We got Nancy Pelosi. We got mm-hmm. all the good old boys and Fucking girls. Fucking cronyism bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and those two are the reason we don't have the bigger stimulus check. Pelosi's worried about some, some other shit. McConnell wants to do the two grand, but he wants these other things in there, and it's... Yeah, we're the, we're dying out here. Re- regardless of the fucking whoever, like the first one was Republicans' plan, mm-hmm. which had a bunch of fucking shit for uh, like uh, corporations and mm-hmm. all, all kind of other shit. And the Democrats were like, "We don't want to sign this, but we kind of have to," and they did. And then the Democrats came up with another bill, and then the Republicans were like, "Well, this is full of too much shit," you know. And they're mm-hmm. like, "Well, you." You included a bunch of shit in yours too. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> but the the I think one of the bigger issues is that Nancy Pelosi is quoted as saying twelve hundred dollars is not enough. Yeah, you can look it up online. Mm-hmm. I don't play. No, video. you're right. I don't right. play videos on here, but mm-hmm. you can definitely look it up. Oh no, it's she's, well, it's common knowledge. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely quoted as saying twelve hundred dollars is not enough, I, I and agree. then she throws out six hundred, mm-hmm. and you're like, hold the what, fuck what? up. Was this bef- did you did you decide six hundred before or after you showed everyone your fully stocked refrigerator yeah, in your kitchen right? while everyone was hurting from having mm-hmm. to stay at home? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Ugh, like, fuck stupid. off. Yeah, they're not missing pay. They're not missing any fuck of this no. shit, dude. It's 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 ridiculous. Even man. when they come to a stalemate and they all have to leave and go home and everything, they're still getting paid. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course. Well, one good thing was that McConnell said, "Hey, we're staying here." Until we figure out a relief plan. That was good, but it was like on the wrong pretenses. You right. know, it should have been for more, more, more. That was money. a party line thing, not a fucking, hey, let's help the American people. Yeah, yeah. And um, I don't want to come out like I'm a Trump supporter or any of this stuff, mm. but I think Donald Trump, in this case, sans everything else he does, right. had the right idea. Give him a, a stimulus, give the people a stimulus with nothing else. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about the corporations. Don't worry about foreign aid. We can do that still, but after the American people are taking. That's care how of. you get shot, Bill. That's how you get <laughs> shot in the back of the head three times. I guess, dude. Because I know that he should have been shot a year or two ago because he was talking mad shit about the military industrial complex. Mm-hmm. Like mad, like you can you can look it up on YouTube as well. Yeah. Like mad shit. And you I know? like that. I yeah. agree. I agree. We got too much fat out there. With the military-industrial complex, have NATO kick in. Shit, get rid of our troops, bring them home, uh, and somebody else can deal with this. We don't need our citizens who love their country but are being sent over there on false pretenses. We're still there. Mm-hmm. Saddam's dead. Osama's right, right, dead. Right. You know, we we killed like the main dude in ISIS or whatever. Like I know somebody else took over, but. There's always going to be another guy. Yeah. He, I can't even blame him. We're droning them. We might kill one of them and then kill six innocent people. Yeah. And if, then, if my and then, sister, father, any family member died. And then they have 10 more recruits. Yes. I'd, I'd want to I'd defend my country. You know what I mean? If somebody is coming to America right now and occupying America and nearly died, you know, yeah. I would want to go out and do some shit too. Yeah. If a drone from Canada... Mm-hmm. Came down here, hypothetically, mm-hmm. came down here and shot you while you were in your car mm-hmm. and blew you up. And, like, you were Nelly and Rennie. you fucking right. I would be called an extremist. Yeah. yeah. Fucking 100%. But they're just, they're doing the same thing. Now, getting, getting uh, Osama, that, I, you could argue that was the right thing to do. You know what I mean? Uh, going into Iraq was not 
good at all. I don't yeah. think that was a morally uh, 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 correct choice. I don't think I don't think it was a good choice tactically or, or anything. We just destabilized it. Yeah. Uh, but we did get Saddam. You know we, I mean? we didn't have any plan. Yeah. We didn't have any plan for setting it up afterwards. No. No. And like, what do you do when you're in a war? You destroy the road, the infrastructure, the roads, bridges, uh, uh, bridges, uh, man, uh, manufacturing factories. Mm-hmm. You know. Now what do you got to build back up? All this stuff. Plus, now the morale <laughs> has to be behind you, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, they even attack hospitals. Yeah. Because they were using, uh, uh, they were, cu- the troops were in there, and it was a legal attack because they were trying to shield their troops. Uh, but still, it's like you're bombing the hospital, now you got to build a new hospital, you know? But we got in there, got Saddam, and that honestly, yeah, we should have rebuilt, but maybe that should have been done from afar, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. Everybody should be out of the, those countries right now uh we should get out of our uh our allies over there you know uh these places have saudi arabia saudi arabia can defend itself you know the uae is a is a very progressive muslim nation they can defend themselves you know they're progressive in a certain ways I, they're not i'm saying yes they're pro, they're progressing they're progressing know? but as a, a term, i think women were i don't even think i don't even think they're still allowed to drive they got some privilege like last year i don't yeah. know what it was but they're still not allowed to drive i believe i so. i believe it's coming you know yeah. i mean and that's the progress we want to see kind of like with marijuana legalization in the states we're, we're making it there i hope i mean this is so much more important uh, uh with the the basic human rights but I think we're seeing a change there. And when, once one country does it, hopefully another will. And we'll mm. see this kind of domino effect, you know. Yeah. Well, I think one of the major issues with all of that is that we cannot be the primary force anymore. We can't be all the troops. We can't be all the money. Mm. We can't be all the contractors. Yeah. We can't do that. We, can't, we don't yeah. have the infrastructure for it anymore. We used to. But mm. we don't anymore. And now we're crumbling our own economy yeah. by yeah. bleeding out a fuck ton of money. And, and it's just insane because we're, most importantly, uh, and most grievously, we're losing our people. Second, we're losing, like you said, the economy. And then that affects everyone in the United States. We're doing this to protect the world, but the United States is crumbling. It's not what it used to be, you know? Uh, like, yeah, factory jobs and going into World War II and all this stuff made sense, you well, know? Or makes money, so... War does make money. And the attack on uh, uh, Pearl Harbor, obviously. Like, that made sense. Mm -hmm. We got in. We did the shit. But what does America do? I was stationed at two bases that were made in, like, the World War II era for this this, uh, aspect. Or at least the Americans. But they were made for World War II stuff. We're never leaving. It's like Korea. It's it's insane. Are we just going to have the Middle East as another Korea where people go in and we just... Well, Korea is a little different. I think Korea's it is because the war never ended. Yeah, the war yeah, has right. not ended. It's just an it's just an armistice. Yeah, which... and they actually, I mean, not what like middle of twenty twenty, in the middle of this year, mm-hmm. they had uh, one of the North Korea blew up a fucking like embassy base or something like that that was near the I... parallel thirtieth parallel. I didn't even know about yeah. that. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I do think I remember this mm-hmm. now actually because there's always a little squabble or something happens like. I, I understand the Korean thing. I just, I don't think it's our responsibility anymore, you know? And yeah. I don't want to uh, offend any of the Southern Korean people, but I think a lot of them don't like us being there either, you know? They have curfews over there because the Marines are, like, raping girls or sexually assaulting girls Gee. and stuff. 
Yeah, it's the same thing in Japan. In Japan, there's a curfew because the, the friggin' Marines go out there and they sexually assault women. It's like, this is not a good look for America. Why are we putting these people over here? We're all, they always said this stupid thing like, oh, you're all ambassadors. Well, I was like, pay me as an ambassador. But, right, right, right. but it, it's true. We all are representing the United States of America. And if we're not sending good people over there, they're not going to want us. And I don't fucking blame them. You know? Uh, it, it, it's, it's a stereotype. It's not true, obviously, with, with, with what happens. Like, not all Americans are like that. Right. But tell that to the, the the dad's daughter who just got assaulted. Yeah, you know, and knocked up, and now they have no recourse at all. You know, the guy's gone. He's yeah. gone. He's out of there. Yeah, they, they took. They've him moved out. him like a priest. Yeah, they've moved him to another parish. Yeah. That's all yeah. they've done. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, it goes into like the qualified immunity thing. You have qualified immunity in the military too in that aspect. Yes, you'll have a, a court martial or you get an Article Fifteen. Uh, uh, but it's insane. You shouldn't have that kind of autonomy over there. You know, I, I get like that diplomatic, what is it called? Immunity. Diplomatic, yeah, diplomatic immunity. Uh, because you have a guy that's educated or a girl that's, that's highly educated and they know the rules and all this stuff. And like, oh, mm. if they accidentally do something wrong in one of these more conservative countries, that's not even like a morally wrong law. Right. You don't want them to get beheaded, you know. But the whole military... Have you guys seen who's in the military? <laughs> it's a bunch of us who didn't know what to do in life or couldn't get into college or had a hard time in high school, you know? And then you got the people that just want to kill, you know? Yeah. Which when I joined, I was like, okay, that is kind of a cool thing. I'll be able to kill terrorists. Now, granted, after I joined, I realized that that's not really the case, you know? Uh, I, knew a, I knew an army guy that used to love to take acid and go to a gun range. Yeah. Like that was one of his favorite things to fucking do. Mm-hmm. Like he had those crazy eyes. Oh, you know, like yeah. when you look at somebody, it's that fuck. Just you look at it and you. I yeah. don't want to be alone with this guy in a mm-hmm. fucking alley. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. So he's kind of an acquaintance, like like friend of a friend. Mm-hmm. But this dude, when he joined the military, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit, dude. And I, they want those people. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> and I, I get it, but like, even if you're not like that. Or if you are, it makes it worse. But if you're not like that, it can flip the switch. Like, honestly, in some of these things, best case scenario, you get like PTSD and your, you know, fireworks scare you. Mm-hmm. But in other cases, you turn people into homicidal like maniacs. Yep. They just want to keep killing. Come back, kill their wife, kill a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, uh, another thing, and I, I'd like to bring this up is when you're in garrison, right? You're not deployed. You're just keeping the base up. Uh, it's doing its thing. Yeah, you have some jobs. They need to treat people that are in garrison so much better. The Air Force is better about this. Like, I still had shitty first sergeants and, and officers and, and whatnot. But mm-hmm. uh, when you make life shitty all the time and, and you're deploying and you're coming back, it's like there's no fucking break, dude. You're in garrison. Yeah, train. It's the military. Do hard things. Uh, have high... Uh, expectations Mm -hmm. and codes and whatnot but we don't have to be assholes to our people all the time they're doing like the hardest job you know uh well when they're deployed i mean it's like the hardest job and they come home and their wife sets them off and these are people that would never hit somebody else and now they're 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 hitting a woman that's that's awful it breaks it breaks my heart dude that's like people that hit women are just slightly above pedophiles. You know what I mean? And, right. and the, the shit rung. Right. Uh, a 
hopefully, you know, I know people listening to this will be, oh, you, you smacked your wife. I was, I feel bad about it, and I was asleep at the time. I didn't really have control. I never would have done that, you know. Right, right. Um, uh, I'm talking about people that go home and their wife says something and they just... But it's very similar. I don't mean to... I mean, I, I'm not diminishing people by making this this metaphor, but it's if you train a dog a certain way, that's the way the dog acts. Yeah. So if you beat something into somebody's head, yeah. that's the way they're going to be. Yeah. Especially if they already have a small little proclivity for it. Between, yeah. Between yeah. You're so kind of each other. You know what I mean. Well, I can see it from here. It's green. It's like, either we'll you have, finish each other's sentences. Either you have a Martian, either you have a Martian cock, or it's your, or it's your fate. I'll put shit down. I'll lose uh, it. I don't know what's going on. Uh, yeah. Okay. Next thing. Uh, fucking, you're a pretentious Tesla owner. Oh yes, yes I am. Uh, honestly, <laughs> I don't know how pret- I do. Oh, it's satire though. What I'm saying. Okay, right. Why right. just buy Tesla? No, no, and this kind of goes back to deflating ego and not trying to be flashy and all this stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, did part of me buy a Tesla because it's fucking cool? Yeah, it's like kind of a neat thing. Uh, I think they look cool. I think the model, a lot of people are telling me too, like the Model 3s look better than the Model S's. And I'm not going to lie, like I could have bought the Model S, but I was like, okay, you could use money for that for a better thing. Right. Or, or, or not or, but and also... The Model 3 looks kind of like a Porsche. It looks kind of cool, you it know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I hope I'm not too pretentious, but the main reason I bought it was uh, because I am, like, not an eco-fascist, but I I want to save the environment, man. Like, uh, one time I was a child, I had this dream that I was in the city, and everybody's just, like, kind of hunched over, sitting down on the, on the in the cityscape, you know? And there's just smog in the air and just pollutants and all this stuff. I woke up, I'm like, holy shit, that's actually what we're doing to, like, mm. the earth. And whether or not, I know there's some debate, like, how fast it's going to happen all that shit. But I was like, I got to do, like, something to try to save, you know, the environment. And as yeah. I went out, I'm like, I don't think I have a, a proficiency for this. But I can try to help myself and other people. So I was like, all right. But even with the argument that the batteries are bad for the environment which is a good argument don't get me wrong it, it because is, those batteries it just never decompose yeah they're always toxic like mm-hmm. for the rest of the history of earth yeah they're toxic but at the same time so was leaded fuel yeah you yeah. know so you got to make leaps you got to put the money in you got to buy the technology while it's still early a lot of times so they can have more money to make it better yeah that's the biggest thing i don't think they're <clears throat> Excuse me. They're going to get to this point and stop. COVID, COVID. Yeah, yeah, twice now. Um, I don't think they're going to get to this point and stop. They're going to keep making it better and making mm-hmm. Maybe they'll find a way to reuse the batteries or a better way to dispose of the waste or, or totally get rid of the waste. Or know? he'll just put on a rocket and send it in the fucking sun. Yeah, yeah. Like no one has. I don't know what the environmental impact of that is, right, but... Yeah. Uh, uh, plus, you got to think about the rocket burning fuel and all that. Maybe that'll be on battery too by this time. We yeah, don't know. Yeah, know. Uh, that'd be a heavy ass rocket, right? But I, I, I agree with that, and I agree with that argument that it's bad. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have people buying them now, like you said, they're just not going to have the means to keep producing this. You know, we can't rely on the government. I mean, this is another thing. And I, sorry if I'm doing a little segue, but. No, 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 go for it. Uh, 
the government programs, like, I don't think the government should come in and be like, you have to be green, you have to do this, you have to do that. Right. Because people will fight it, you know? Mm-hmm. Even if it's a thing, it's just like, I don't want somebody telling me what to, what to do. Like, if, if it's something, a change I need to make in my life, <coughs> it has to be, it has to come up organically. So, the government gives incentives uh, during the Obama era for solar energy, and solar energy was just starting out to be a big, big thing, right. you know? And uh, they did it way too early and blew a ton of fucking money. And the, the, the resources they got, like, really destroyed the environment. And the, I don't know what, the, I guess the production process also can release mm. uh, 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 some bad things in the environment. Uh, so the government got involved and we kind of screwed it up. Now if we do the solar power stuff, they've got better ways of mining it. they got right. better ways of producing it. Is it the right time for another government incentive? Probably not. But... <coughs> Uh, I do like the tax breaks. I think that's a good idea. I mean, I don't think we should have taxes at all. Well, we should have taxes, but I'll, I'll go into that later. Right. Uh, uh, to fit to fix this whole situation, uh, we're going to need some incentive, you know. But don't force people to do it. Does that make sense? Indeed. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, you think about just. I would say five years ago, Tesla cars were dog shit. Mm. Like they couldn't yeah. go very far. Yeah. They were. They didn't look good. Yeah. At all. <laughs> and if you think about the five year mark from where we are now, like you pulled up in your car up front, and that's a fresh looking fucking car. <laughs> it looks like a fucking Porsche. Yeah. Like you said. And that's only five years. Mm-hmm. Right? Just imagine twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. And uh Elon Musk just did battery day. <coughs> so we're gonna have some damn I gave you the COVID, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh but Elon Musk just did uh what's called battery day. And he went into like the new process, how the batteries are going to be able to go longer, last longer, because they do degrade, and that's mm-hmm. that's a problem, you know. Uh, you want something to last forever, but we're not we're not there yet. So right. he's definitely making leaps and bounds right now uh, to do this. So I think in like five or ten years, a government incentive program again to yes. go to solar because they're working on solar, or uh, buy an EV, an electric vehicle. Would be phenomenal, you know? Dog, a paint job with solar material in it is the fucking way to go. Oh, my God. It's so cool. And uh, I, that that was made by the military. So a good thing about the military is they usually do create cool shit. It's not yeah. always just about killing people. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's how we got, like, microwaves and fucking, like... Fortified oh, cereal. Yeah. Yeah. Soldiers weren't getting enough uh, vitamins, so they would mm-hmm. eat that with the fortified cereal and get it. But... Uh, yeah, he's doing a great job. And that's another reason I love We can Tesla. probably thank the CIA for most of this. The recording material. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. They were making the, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, thank you, CIA. Yeah. And we know you're listening. Right. So. <laughs> but uh, Elon Musk is just a great dude, too. I know people have got qualms with him. I wouldn't say... I would say he's great in the way that, like, Roosevelt was great. Mm-hmm. Or... Uh, let's see. I can't think of really any other examples like right Washington, now. Washington had slaves, but he was right. still a exactly like pioneer. did great things, but still has issues. Bad, real bad issues. Yeah, yeah. Um, I read an article that he's he's possibly bipolar because he's got mood swings. Oh, I wouldn't doubt that at all. Have you have you ever seen his Twitter? Oh, I, but I, I love it. I love how he's trolling people on Twitter. He's like a he's a rich dude. He's like a Mark Cuban, but he do, he does what he wants. Right. Right. You right, know, right. and I dig that. He's not worried about all this image and you should worry about your image but he does stuff kind of outside the lines you know what society accepts my favorite was when he did the stoned thing 
uh, when he was really stoned. He goes, hey, I'm thinking about dropping uh, stocks at 420 tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can well, tell he was super stoned when he mm-hmm. wrote it. And he had the F, what, Federal Trade SEC, Commission? SEC. SEC yeah. yeah, SEC got him, man, because, uh, oh, you can't do that. You can't put that. It's a joke. Yeah. It's a joke. It's a marijuana thing. His new car is going down to, what is it, $69,420. Right, right. Like, he's a troller, you know? Yeah. And, he, and he does this stuff. Yeah, you know, he's he's not being malicious or anything. You know, he's not. I don't think he's really trying to uh, uh, manipulate the stock market. In fact, he tells his employees like, "Hey, this is party time right now. The stock's overvalued." You know, and I think he had trouble for that tweet too when he said that. But uh, I don't know, dude. I think a, the good definitely overshadows it, even yeah. at a personal level. Now, what I wouldn't put up with is I started reading something. I don't know if this is true. He'd get kind of snappy at his employees, like the people around him. Mm. And because he seems like a good dude. Like when I went to the Tesla, uh, you can't call him a dealership. Like it's the pickup location because you right. do everything online. Of course. They were telling me, they're like, oh, yeah, they won't They won't let you work over a certain amount of time. You get like paid holidays or you do this and, and that. So he seems like he's implementing the right company standards and culture. Uh, he just might be mentally ill. And well, he sounds like a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. He sounds like a, why aren't you doing your fucking job? Yeah. Like, everyone else is doing their fucking job. There's a chain of things going on right now, mm-hmm. and you need to do your job so someone else can do their job. Yeah. Yeah, and... Oh, but sometimes you need to kick in the ass like this. Yeah. Sometimes. But if this is an everyday occurrence, that yeah. is just belittling somebody, and they're going to do shittier. That's yeah, true. Yeah, they might leave. They might leave, honestly. And I, I think... <coughs> another thing I'm thankful for, the, the Air Force's uh, management style. Mm-hmm. You know, you get taught your management style, and he kind of does like what they say, like empower the right. individuals who I don't even like that underneath you. You know what I mean? The individuals yeah, yeah, yeah. working for you and everything. And I try to use that at, at, at my business too. You know, uh, this is a surprise uh, for everybody. So Christmas present is uh, everybody that works at Midtown Cobble Lounge will be an owner. I'm giving ownership to all of them uh, because I think it's the right thing to do. No, mm-hmm. uh, I like libertarian socialism, mm-hmm. and that's a that's that's a key point in it. And if you own the business too, like Elon Musk, that he gave all those shares out. You know, he had to cut pay, but he gave the shares out. Now you're way happier with the shares, you know. Um, so he made right on it. But if you if you own the company, you're you're more <coughs> invested. You'll like uh, uh, what you're doing more. You feel involved. You know, you get excited about it. This is my this is my company. You know. You get paid a little more too, uh, depending on how much you own. You know, you'll, you'll mm-hmm. get paid. Yeah, you know, if you own like three percent, you'll only get three percent of what. And if everyone paid. works harder, everyone gets more. And money. that was what I was going going into next is it helps the business too because if we work hard and bring more people in and uh, people see that oh it's employee owned that's that's so cool, it helps everyone. You mm-hmm. know, because I've had a ton of jobs where it's like I've had a bitchy boss who didn't own the company but was just being a bitch to me mm-hmm. because they could, you know, and just nitpicking and shit. And it's just like, dude, I feel like I'm in fucking jail the whole time at work. Like, I get work's not like play fun time. But within reason, if you want to check your phone every once in a while, I mean, granted, if you're a brain surgeon, don't be doing that. But, you right, know, right, right, if right. you're working at a, like a bookstore or something, you know, mm-hmm. you can... You can take a breather once in that while. Or the know? fact that, like, grocery clerks can't sit down. Oh, I just found out about this. I didn't yeah. realize there was such a big upheaval. It's like, 
Let him sit down. We're at the grocery store. Does it look unprofessional? Yes, but not at the grocery store. You know, uh, it's just I think that's mind-bogglingly silly. And I, I'm, I, I like what Aldi did. Aldi lets him sit sit down. Oh, nice. You know? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Aldi lets them sit down, and they're uh, I don't know if they're a UK company, but I know they're in Europe. Right. You know. So I I love that idea. You should be trying to make your employees have a better time. Right. You know, you, you won't fuck up retention. And that's one of the greatest causes of, of uh, individuals leaving a job. Even though if they love their work, if their boss is being too much of a, a, a taskmaster, mm-hmm. you know, uh, whipping the, uh, hitting that whip a little too hard, you know, they, they, they don't want to be there. I don't, I don't blame them, you know. And the, the less retention, the more turnover that you have. And that's so costly. The more you so lose costly. your original values of mm-hmm. what they get watered down. Yeah. So by the time, like, if you're losing people every six months or, like, a majority of people, like, every six months or a year or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck it is, then the original values and, and founding, I guess, founding values, yeah. they water down after a while. Yeah, and then yeah. not only does the owner get tired of it because they're like, fuck, mm-hmm. I can't keep anybody, mm-hmm. you know? And then the fucking people, they're like, well, whatever. I don't give a shit. I'm like, you know, yeah. like, nobody else last year. so job, yeah. yeah. <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, no. I completely concur with that, man. Uh, you got to take care of employees first. And if you're not doing that, if you have this hubris thought of that you can just do whatever because you're the leader and anybody will be there and you can get more people, that's it's, it's, it's bullshit. I have bartenders I, I wouldn't want to leave you know mm-hmm. I, like I, and I appreciate them it's a little bit easier in my position because our chain of commands right <laughs> is so short but uh, I'd be heartbroken if they left plus I like them as like friends you right. know what I mean like uh, just with the company culture is like we're all buddies the customers are like our friends first you mm-hmm. know and that's that's why we keep drink price low you know what I mean just to be able to be like hey like I wish I could give it to you guys for free, you know? Right. Can't do that. I got to keep the place running, you know, and, and make a couple bucks but and, and pay everybody. But you don't have to be this this, this individual who's just got this, this complex where they need to just be little people and do all this stuff to feel important, to feel charged. I'm the manager. I would do this. That's why my manager, Kyle Harmer, you're a sweetheart. Uh, He's a bitch. I hope he listens to this. I hope he listens to this. Uh, uh, he's perfect for the job. Fucking Harry he, Potter. <laughs> he's got a... He has compassion, you know? Mm-hmm. He has compassion, but he also has the drive for when, like, some bullshit's going down. Right. He'll pull me in and be like, all right, Billy, this isn't the best time to be compassionate. We got to run this like a business. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and certain, Like the tab system. Right. People, people were running up Crazy high tab. I'm not going to mention any names because I don't want to. I don't, we didn't yeah, get permission yeah, no. to. But uh, uh, the tabs are going to run up. And honestly, they, I know they're going to pay us mm-hmm. uh, in, in the future. You know, they're not bad people. They're they're great friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, the issue is we were having a problem with the supply chain. It's like when we're not getting money. Oh shit, we need product, and people are just drinking right for free right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and we we can't. Put our stuff on a tab, you right. know. Like, <laughs> I think my top tab has been fifty five. I think. I mean, that's not. Like, that's not. Gonna, <laughs> that's not going to prevent us from right, right. <laughs> from ordering anything. Yeah. And we're right there. Hey, Joey, we yeah. need that fifty five bucks to pay yeah, rent. Yeah, yeah. Come <laughs> on, man, pay. It. <laughs> yeah. But which you know, I mean, I, I think if you have a tab, you should definitely, when you pay the tab, no matter where it is, you pay the tab, you also put tip on it. 
And I think that's oh. a huge problem with a lot of people is that they just pay the tab. Mm-hmm. They don't think about all the tips that got lost. Well, some some individuals uh, did a good job with the tipping. Mm. You know, uh, some don't uh, because after the t- we get the tabs, we don't go back. We're just like we'll we'll split it mm. among uh, individuals that work during that time frame, kind of right. thing. And I'm really glad because the people I work with, uh, I prefer saying work with and work for me, but uh, right, the right. people I work work with. Uh, you know, they don't bitch and complain because we're all in it together uh, about like, oh, I've seen this individual 10 times and you saw him three times. Or right. Something. Nobody's doing that because we're just happy that somebody tipped and then we get, uh, we all get something out of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Some individuals would, like when we had the tipping, or the tipping system, the, uh, tab. the tab system, yeah. Uh, they would just tip that night and then roll out, which was good. Uh, That's kind of a good idea. I like never I'll, thought about that. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was actually pretty cool when people would do that. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, now I'm the asshole. Fuck. All right. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, with a fifty-five dollar tip, you ran that up in what, like, two or three days? Uh, no, it was like two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, okay. it was like two weeks. But I mean, that's not. I paid a little bit as I went along too. So it was I, like... I'm talking about the individuals that maybe a multi-month affair. You know. Uh, that's when like the tipping every day thing is a, a little bit mm. less. <laughs> it's a little bit better, I, I would I would say you right. know. Uh, whereas if you just did two weeks, okay guys, who worked the last two weeks? You know, and on a fifty five dollar tip, we'll split, right? Whatever it is, yeah. not a huge amount, but we appreciate you doing it, man. Yeah. All right. Let Let's end it off there. All right. Fuck, we've been going for like an hour and a half. So. Oh yeah, I was really enjoying this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can do another time in the future. All right. I'm Absolutely. good enough to be on here another time. Fuck yeah. Okay. 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 All, right. All right. I appreciate you, Joey. Midtown fucking Cava Lounge. Yeah. In Tallahassee, Florida. Mm-hmm. Fucking check it out, dude. It's a pleasure. Oh, dude, I, I love this, man. Yeah. <laughs> fucking great. All right. All right. I'm going to hold it. you to that. We're going to do it again. Yeah. Fuck yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah. We'll get like a month, two months or something, and then come back in, do it again. All right. Boom. All right. That All right. was Bill Bowler. Fuck Peace out, guys. Yeah. And remember, always go fuck yourselves. <laughs> That's it. I, it, dude, that really doesn't. Huh. It really doesn't. That was pretty good. I thought we had good chemistry. Yeah.